I kept feeding his, his insecurities. I was feeding his insecurities to make him feel better about himself and me. I never cheated on him. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Single You, the podcast. I'm your host, Rika Robinson. I'm a dog mom of two beautiful, precious, sweet pit bulls. I'm a daughter. I'm a lover of Will Smith. I mean, literally, since I was nine, I have a problem. Mm -hmm. I finally started rocking my curly fro back in 2017 and never looked back. It's been a journey. I'm a motivational speaker, the single girl's life coach, the CEO and founder of Single You, my online community for single women. And you'll often hear me say that singleness is not a punishment. Your single season is not a season to endure, sweetheart. It's a life and a life worth living. You just got to design it. Now, my intention in Single You, the podcast, is to help you discover your worth so that you can stop tying your identity to men. You are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Thank you for listening. And let's get into the episode. In today's episode, I actually have a guest. And I'm so excited to have you, Stacey J., on this episode, and yes, we are going to talk about your journey back to you after ending a five-year abusive relationship. You got out of that relationship in January of 2020, but you are more than that. So I want to read a little bit about Miss Stacy J. Stacy J is a former associate producer for the Ricky Smiley Morning Show and founder of Live 365 Empowerment and Live 365 Radio. She is a personal development enthusiast, media personality, and entrepreneur. In 2015, she created Live 365 Empowerment, a lifestyle organization that teaches women over 40 how to reclaim their personal peace and confidence. She helps women who are reinventing themselves identify, accept, and learn how to overcome those challenges through understanding past trauma, self-imposed negative thinking, and how to create an intentional roadmap to redefining their life. Why empowerment? Stacy J understands how women are masters at putting themselves last, overstressed, burned out, and possibly dealing with unresolved past trauma. She believes until women deal with their whole self, there will always be confusion. Ooh, that's so good, Stacy. That's so good. She motivates individuals to move toward positive change and to become resilient after adversity. She specializes in helping women build self-confidence levels to become equipped and empowered to pursue their purpose and to reclaim her life. In 2015, Stacey J. received a proclamation for her work from former commissioner of DeKalb County, Stan Watson. Oh, but wait, there is more. She has also been featured in Voyage ATL, Sheen Magazine, Rolling Out, CEO Mom Magazine, and on Comcast. So we about to be uh, two peas in a pod uh, in this episode because I love how you said you help women to move toward positive change and to become resilient after adversity. I feel like that is definitely my story and your story. Stacey J, welcome to episode 11 of Single You, the podcast. I gotta say, I just... 
love seeing women out there because I have been searching and I wish this is what I had at 22. Um, but I love seeing women out there putting other women on game <laughs> uh, to know the things that we need to know before we even start dating. Um, yeah. and so that's why I wish I had it when I was 22 because I didn't have. So anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we have a mutual, I guess, friend. I don't know mm -hmm. if you actually knew who, who Ivan was, but I know that he lives in Atlanta. He heard you on the radio. Well, you know what? I actually met Ivan is because I will co-host sometime with um, on Power 108. He had another client and I met him at, at the radio station co-hosting and his client was on the radio with us that day. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 So he had reached out to me and he was like, yo, there's this girl named Stacy. She's on the radio down here in Atlanta. You guys have a similar story. Um, and he was saying, like, he had never heard of, like, gaslighting, love bombing, narcissism, mm -hmm. nothing until me. I'm a bonding. <laughs> no, nothing until me. And then he was like, oh, my God, now this girl has your story and this girl and this girl. And he's just been connecting me uh, with women like you. So, mm -hmm. again, welcome to the show, Stacey. So let's go ahead and get into the, 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 the depth of, you know, what you went through. But the footnotes is you got out of a five-year... Uh, abusive relationship mm -hmm. um, and you got out of that and you had to go on this journey of figuring out who you were why you would allow yourself to be in a relationship like that right right so let's start at the beginning mm -hmm. how'd you meet him why did okay. you like him so um and just so you know women are clear but abuse is abuse because yeah. we think about physical all the time mm -hmm. but mental abuse is just as bad yeah. so I met him, um, so I used to be married, divorced, came to Atlanta, um, and I met him, I, I think that was 2016 or something like that. I was at the Fox Theater, which is um, a facility here to have concerts, and I remember Common was performing. And so I'm my friend, um, my best friend from Chicago used to do Michelle Obama's hair, and Common's from Chicago, we all know each other. And so I'm backstage, and then he comes backstage, um, and his cousin actually DJs for Common, right? So that's the connection why he's backstage and then I'm backstage. The other portion of it is he and I were Facebook friends prior to. So there was a young lady that I knew that said, oh, it's a girl named Stacy. She does these great events. You should come. So we connected on Facebook, but it wasn't nothing. It wasn't like, hey, boo, what's your name? You know, it was none of that. It was just, I would invite him sometime, just like I invite a lot of people to stuff. Um, but when we were at that, at the Fox Theater is when we officially met, he came up, he says, hey, Stacey, so I'm thinking like, who is this? And then he says, um, Dre, you know, I follow you on uh, Facebook or whatever. So, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. So we were having a conversation. He's saying um, he had brought his uncle, which is the DJ's dad, to see him because he hadn't seen his son since he was two. You're talking about a 34-year-old man now. So, you know, I was like, oh my God, that is so beautiful. You know what I mean? Because I think, you know, just the, the motive of what he was trying to do, connecting was beautiful. So him and I were talking, he was really cool. They exchanged numbers. And then the next day, I think he was like, you want to grab a drink? And I was like, long as I don't have to put on makeup and do all this. He's like, cool, we're going to meet here. We met. So we met on a Thursday. Let's be clear. We went out on a Friday and we were together ever since that Friday. Wow. Like it just went. Yeah. Yeah. And 
at first it was like what I thought I wanted because a couple of things on my list that we women make was like, I want someone I could spend time with and have fun with. I want this and that. So I was getting it, but I think you need cliff notes. I think you need to have what you want. Yes. And then an A, B, and C. Yep. So I was getting what I thought I wanted. And it was like, oh my God, he's very clear. Uh, he's spending time with me. I mean, we were together like every day. So what we sometimes think we want um, and desire can later turn into, well, I didn't really want it like that, you know? So that was the, that was the beginning. Well, and, and, and that's why you say we need to have cliff notes um, because we do have our list, you know, but we don't really know what it means, number one, especially if we're not having these conversations and how to define it. And yeah. especially if you've never like, so I don't know about you, but my parents, they've been married for 40 years and I love my parents. I had a wonderful childhood. Mm -hmm. But in retrospect, being the grown woman that I am now, I'm like, dang, you know, my parents never really had conversations with me about how to get to what they got. Mm -hmm. So, And they're baby boomers. It's not malicious. It wasn't evil or anything. And my parents, it was just, they're baby boomers. They don't really talk about that. I don't know. Um, you'll have to excuse my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it wasn't like they're, I'm sure they weren't like, we're never going to talk about this, but I'm sure they felt, well, she sees this, then she'll know how to, she'll be all right. right. She'll be right. okay. Well, they had too much confidence in me because <laughs> I needed more. Yeah. Um, and so, because like I said, we're not having those conversations. So mm -hmm. let's read, well, I will read what you posted on your Facebook page. Okay. Um, and I want to break all of that down because it is okay. so good. I was like, yes, girl, yes. I saw other women reposting it yeah. and shifting it a little bit to them. And I was perfectly fine with it because I think it helps you see yourself in that and say, you know what, I'm going to share it. Yeah. I'm going to share it. Yeah. And that's what it did. It lit fire. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, when we share, um, it heals us, but mm -hmm. then it also heals somebody else, somebody you yes. don't even know. Um, I, I'm sure you know who Chrissy Teigen is, right? Yes. Um, and her story of losing her baby Jack, which is unfortunate. People were so angry with her for posting those pictures. And mm -hmm. then she wrote the letter on Medium saying, I could care less that you are upset. This story mm -hmm. is for the women who need it. Yes. And that's, yeah, that's everything. I, I, on my journey, I'll just say this before I read your, your Facebook post. On my journey of discovering my worth after I got out of that abusive relationship as well, uh, I read The Purpose Driven Life by mm -hmm. Pastor Rick Warren. Oh, such a good book. I yeah. had that book since I was 15. Of course, I didn't read it until I was 35. So mad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says, you know, your greatest shame will be the thing that heals others. Yeah. And it's in the sharing that we get our healing with, our, okay. with ourselves and with other people. So Stacy, you wrote on October 14th, I became single after a five-year relationship ended in January of 2020. What I once thought would end in married, uh, ended in a, in marriage, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, ended in a breakup. The breakup was needed in order for me to save myself, not because of physical reasons, but to save my mind, protect my peace, confidence, and self-esteem. There's nothing like being in a relationship that looks like love to later realize it's narcissistic control. No one thrives in this kind of relationship and it quickly becomes toxic. Now, before I read the rest of it, I just want to break down some of these steps, right? Okay. Because you said the breakup was needed in order for me to save myself, not because of physical reasons, 
but to save my mind and protect my peace, confidence, and self-esteem. Let's unpack that. Um, okay. Especially because like you said, a lot of us think, you know, I was the girl who was like, yeah, if he hit me, I would leave, you know, that I ain't ever gonna let a man hit me, da 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 right. da Being young and naive at 15, 22, even 28, thinking that abuse was just physical. And mm -hmm. you're right, it's not. Um, there's so many things that go into that. So what was that? How did that show up for you? You say that it was narcissistic control. Let's unpack that. Yeah, so let's be clear. There were signs early. Yeah. Um, and what most women do is because we're either empaths or we're nurturers and, and we're not taught properly. So we're like, he can change. I can help him, you know, whatever his issues is. And so I saw the signs early on and there was a moment that I was, I did, I wrote him an email to get out of it. And he, I allowed him to suck me right back in. So the person that I am and people that know me, I'm a joyful, you know, on the positive side of life, optimistic, love to have fun, always smiling, never meet a stranger, all these great things about myself. And then in this relationship, I saw me getting smaller and smaller. I saw me walking on eggshells. I saw me defending myself all the time, explaining myself crying, hitting walls, something that I am not a violent person. So, you know, I start to see that in order for me to have this peace of mind, because in my, in my mind, I like peace. I like peace. I like, you know, great people that I can align with, all this great stuff, right? Which he appeared to be because he meditated. He introduced me to Sadhguru. He went to see Oprah before. He uh, went to see the Dalai Lama. So I'm like, oh, wow. So we really about to actually grow together spiritually, emotionally, because he's, he's done some of this. Like, he's not afraid to do this. But the more I was in a relationship and you telling me how to what I should wear and what I shouldn't wear and what, what guys are thinking. And you know, you're accusing me of cheating and I'm never cheating. So at, at some point, all of that start making you either question yourself, you're going crazy, you're doubting yourself. And so I, I'm all while I'm in this relationship, I'm fighting in my mind, like, God, show me a sign. And I felt God was going, look, I done showed you three signs. What you waiting on, you know? So for me, I knew when I say save myself, it's like, the visualization of the life that I want to live and know I should live and what I was living was two, on two different spectrums. And I had to decide, uh, do you want to be on the spectrum of, you know, walking on these eggshells, hoping that this relationship get better, or do you want to do better and know you can have better, even if it's by yourself. And so at that moment, um, I, I went through that through the whole relationship, but at, I, in October of 2019, is when I left physically, but I didn't take everything. I just took my clothes. I had to go stay with my girlfriend. Don't be ashamed because sometimes you're not prepared to just bam, walk out and get your place, which is good. And it's good for the ego and your confidence. However, some of us are not there. So I was blessed to have a girlfriend that bless, may she rest in peace. She just died in July from uh, cancer let me stay with her in her home and her husband and her kid. And, you know, I'm 48 years old. So at that time I was 47. I was like, oh my God, I'm staying with, I'm a grown woman staying with another woman and her husband, but she's family, like family. And it was fine. So I stayed with her in October. Um, still trying to see if this relationship is so-called going to work a little bit, which really shined the light on him. 
is really shining a light on you don't care about me like that. You don't value me unless I'm doing what you need me to do. So just to you know, just to sum up that part, it it just became so heavy, and I started stressing so bad. And oh, I was a bonus mom, boo. I was a bonus mom. I've never been a bonus mom. He had a ten year old when I met him, and a two year old, which are now about to be sixteen and eight. And I had never lived that life. So I'm like. And I'm in here raising your children because he yeah. had custody of the the older ones. He had custody. So yeah. I moved in with the ready-made family, which I understand I had a kid before I got married, but I had never done this. I was very verbal that I'd never done this. And I'm reading, I'm not talking to other bonus mom. He like, any woman should be would be happy to be in this position. Or you should, you a mother, you should know. And I'm like, no, this is not my kid. And she's older, so I'm taking my time. She's a daddy's girl. I'm a daddy's girl. Girl, it was a total mess, but I had to save myself, my peace, my space, because I was just allowing myself to deteriorate and shrink inside till it hurt it. I, <laughs> I am like, do we date the same guy? I'm so confused on what like we have the same story and so um you know it's funny that you said earlier that you know he the, the beauty in him seeing his dad for the first time since he was two and you were like oh the heartstrings and that you know and and i feel like it, us as women we have this nurturing side whether we're a mom or not that's right. what we're a helpmate that's what god yeah. created us for right and so it was um almost the same thing with my um my abusive ex his dad died when he was 12. He was trying to make it to the NFL and he broke his foot. Sob story. He was going mm. through a lawsuit, blah, blah, blah. And I just felt like, well, I'm gonna help him through this, like inserting myself in, mm. in that, which would be fine if he wasn't such a weight. Like, where's the reciprocity? Like, you're not, you're taking away from me. Right. You're not feeding me. Right. Um, that's one of the things that I, that I had to learn. Um, and it's, it's crazy that you say, you know, there was so much confusion. Did, did you find yourself asking yourself a lot, like, is this allowed? Or to be a good woman, I have to go through this? Like that ride or die mentality? Were you having those conversations with yourself? Well, I was married for 11 years before. So yeah, you know, you fight through it. You know, I'm a fighter, you know what I mean? Because I, I had the attitude that everybody got baggage, everybody's flawed, you know, whatever you give grace. Yeah. We gotta know when not to give, hey, we need to know when enough grace is enough because we're not here to build a man. I'm a, we're a helpmate, we help each other, yeah. but I'm okay with knowing now in my life you got to be already, you got to already have some stuff going. You know what I'm saying? It's different if you got your business, I got mine, I'm building mine, you're building yours. And together we can give tips and suggestions and stuff like that. But I'm not building no man because that's not my responsibility and nor am I responsible, you know, for his happiness. So I, I know as women, we just, it starts to me when they first give you a dog. Think about when you give a dog, what is it? I have my own baby. I have to take care of my baby. Now you, you're starting to learn to nurture at such a young age. And then if you're not properly told how to date or how to love and how to love yourself, more importantly, 
then you start being want to help everybody. I still do that. I was talking to some guys yesterday and I was like, guys are so just plain for the most part with their home. You know, you come in like you need to get some um those little containers. Next thing you know, you doing shopping for their house and stuff really out the kindness of your heart. But then you do it for the wrong people. They don't appreciate it. And then they say, oh, I got me one. Yeah. And now they use that against you. Yeah. You, that if the if the person that you're doing that for is a taker, mm-hmm. he's gonna keep taking. Mm-hmm. And so you have to realize your threshold and also being able to spot that out. Mm-hmm. You know, and so going back to how you said y'all got together on a Thursday or went out on a Thursday, and by Saturday it was like you you couldn't separate each other. So looking back. Do you think that next time, I don't know if you're, you're dating now or, or anything, but um, uh, we'll get into Operation Hill, Stacy J and what you learned, but is one of the things that you learned, is it to slow down and really watch this guy and see what he's like um, in, in his own life? Like, what are his fruits? You know, as the Bible says, you can tell my people by their fruits. Mm-hmm. So did you learn that? Like next time we ain't going out on a Thursday. <laughs> and then- I don't know if this might go a little bit into a, a little, a little of the pro- Operation Hill Stacey J, but I'll share this. Where I, the way I think about dating now, I do date. Let me say what it is, is dating. I'm collecting data. Okay. Dating is <laughs> yes, I say that all the time. Data, data, however you want to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. So I have no interest. I am definitely not better. I'm better. And I have no interest in being in a relationship right now. However, I'm open. God created us to be here with someone. So I'm open to the possibilities because I don't know when or what God's going to do. But what I do feel in my heart is that's not right now because my healing process, which I'll share more you know, uh, later, but has been amazing. So yes, I do outgrow out with guys. I go out with a few guys. I'm not sleeping with these guys because I'm listening to them. I listen more because as women, we like, we come to the table like, I got a degree, um, I don't have no kids, or I have kids, or I cook, I clean, I do this, I'm a freak in the bed. I mean, we're all, we're, most times we're trying to show them what we're bringing to the table and not even asking or listening to see if he's offering that same information. When you go buy a car, do you go, I'll take that one. Do you want to know what's the is the any like brakes on there? Do how how many airbags? Yes. You want to make sure that you're investing yep. in safety in in something that will last. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I feel about with women when we're you know looking to date is stop looking at the guy like girl he fine he this and that. I wonder if we are gonna be together. No, you might learn in three weeks, a month, three months that I don't even like him. Like I don't like what he stands for. You need to. I saw Tony uh, Gaskins said um, uh, something about um, you should date someone, you should date someone in all seasons, I mean, all seasons meaning broke, loss of a a relative, um, building a business, sad, depression. You want to see these areas in their life because what if you find out that they don't know how to handle certain things? Now the abuse comes out, you know what I mean? Like we don't give it enough time. It's like, what are we rushing for to alter, you know, or have babies because my time is clicking? I get it, I'm not knocking women. But what I'm saying is, if you don't think carefully, you put yourself more in a chance of getting down the aisle quick, getting divorced quick, getting, you know, getting in an abusive relationship, or being a single mother in the first place because he didn't show qualities of being a great parent in the first place. 
Yeah, I'm over here taking notes. Um, I love how you said we need to be investing in safety. And I, I, I say that to my clients a lot. Like we need to be data collecting. Who is he? Yeah, he says all of these things. Okay, but does that match with his actions? And then even outside of that, what else? What else yeah. can you collect? How is he living? What is he building um, when you're not there? What yeah. does he already have that he didn't need you to produce? Yeah. Because um, I know I want a producer. I want a guy who was like, he, he got his ish together. Right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, with, like now when I hear myself say certain things, and I was like, I probably was a woman before, like, oh, you so mean, you know, whatever. I'm like, I get it. I'm not dating no starter man. I'm not. And nope. you can call me whatever you want to call me. It's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm saying when I say starter, a man that just found himself, just finding out what he want to do or don't know what he want to do and yep. is looking to find a helpmate, but more now I'm becoming too much of what you should be doing for yourself. And so that's what I mean. You know, I'm not like, you got to be six, five, you got to be dark, you got to be this, but you got to be, you got to have your ish together for real, because that's where I am. So if I lower my vibration to reach back to help you, well, you're not really willing to help yourself and you're counting on me to be your cheerleader, you got the wrong one. Yeah, I put my cheerleading uniform up when I graduated from high school. So. Right. <laughs> we ain't doing that at 30, 40 years old. Like, who's I'm, doing that? Right. I'm, I'm exactly. I'm 37. I don't have time. I don't have time. Um, so if we can't have conversations about 401ks and self-care and what that looks like and what you want out of life, then I can't even date you. And I understand when you said, you know, some people now will judge you because of what you say, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I always say, don't let people shame you into dating. Right. Like, oh, you know, because I say I, I'm, I'm no longer going to, I don't want to be a bonus mom and I don't have any kids. I got two dogs. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and one was by accident and I'm done. I'm done doing that. And a lot of people love to tell me, well, you ain't going to find a man um, the age you want uh, without kids and this and that. And the third, and I always go now, I used to feel bad. Like, y'all, they're right. They're right. But now I go, oh, so you met every man in this world? Because I'm about to say, I know at least four five that don't have kids. They don't have kids right now. And you know, and even guys I meet now have kids. I'm like, I, I got friends because I don't want any more. My kids are grown. I have two grandsons. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm not interested. And this is, this is another thing Marvin Sapp said. When you stop um, uh, allowing people, you know, what people say about you is of true freedom. So if someone says, oh, you being unrealistic, I'm tired of people talking about, I said on my show, being single is underrated. Like we all, I'm sure a lot of people want to be with someone. I do too eventually. But what I'm saying is, is that why do we make single look like, oh my God, you single, you're going to be single the rest of your life. You older now and this and that. And I'm like, maybe this is the plan right now. Cause I've been, I was born into a family, right? My mom, you know, my dad, then I become a teenager. Then I had my first kid at 20. So now I'm not even out of the house but now I, I have a child. So now I got a human being I got to look after for, right? So I didn't get out and, and, and go move in my own place and be the single life and travel and do all that at that time because I was becoming a mother. Then six years later, I was getting married and then becoming another mother. So I say all that to say, I've never lived or been alone. I've always been responsible 
for someone else. So now that I'm not responsible for my children, even though they still, you know, there, they don't live with me, but I'm only responsible for Stacy. Do you know how that's a whole new world for me? Like, I don't even know how to cook small. Like, I'm like, I'm learning how to cook small. Yeah. I'm learning how, I, and just being, you know, some people, their kids go, they, you know, at home and they're depressed because they used to be as a girl, please. I like coming home and my lights ain't on, ain't no dishes in the sink. I ain't asking nobody where nothing is. So I'm saying that to say is being alone and having time to yourself and really getting to know yourself is a beautiful thing. Don't let nobody tell you that you need to have a man. Like you don't need that. That is something that God put together like, hey, it's, it, this is easy and or it should be organic. It shouldn't be forced. Like, girl, you about to hit on 40. You ain't got no kids yet. You better Now you go out there and get little uh, Leon and stuff like that. You ain't did no research or nothing. You just focus on having a baby. He seems pretty nice. He seems nice. I think he used to do something with the kids at baseball. So he's good. You know, and now you got a baby with him. And now you're single or whatever. So I'm just saying, if you're single, enjoy it until that man comes instead of out there, girl, you got some friends. I don't ask nobody nothing. No, you got, I don't know, no, no, if you got no friends. If I meet somebody, I meet them. I meet some great guys. However, after I'm, cause I listen to the actions. Yeah. I listen yeah. to your actions because, and I know they say you watch his action. I'm doing that too, but I'm listening to your action. Cause what you're saying and what you're doing ain't lining up. So. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just, so I wrote a whole blog and we won't even get into the Christian side of it, but I'm Christian and I believe you, you are too. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And I wrote a whole blog about what I wish the church would have taught me. So when I started on my journey and we're going to get into yours, but when I started on my journey of figuring out who I was and who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up in this world. And I really started my own relationship with God, which I should have started when I was baptized at three days old, but I didn't. Right. <laughs> um, I started it at 34 in 2017, however, however old I was in 2017. Mm -hmm. But I remember reading my Bible and the apostle Paul literally says that it is better to be single. And he's not saying that because he's against marriage. Obviously God made marriage for a beautiful thing. But you're right. Everybody wants to say, oh my God, that's, you, you know, you're in a marriage that's so beautiful that y'all can love each other like that, blah, 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 which rushes us into wanting to be in a relationship because, well, if that's the only way I can get a beautiful life, then I need to hurry up and get these babies and get this man and get my white picket fence and my 2.5 kids and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so, the, yes, there is beauty in singleness. Yes. Singleness is not a punishment. It's not a season to endure. <laughs> it is a life and a life worth living. We just have to design it. So mm -hmm. you, you learning how to cook for one, there's beauty in the struggle. As J. Cole says, that's beautiful. Like, great. Mm -hmm. you know? and, you think, and you think about Jesus in the Bible. He took time often to be by himself. You get, okay. you get peace by yourself. I can't guarantee if I come over your house, I'm gonna have peace. You know what I'm saying? The dogs maybe, you know, just that you may come over here and be like, damn, your grandbaby's over here. I'm just saying is when you're by yourself, that is when you control everything around you. 100%. So I'm saying you're home. You can decide whether I, I like my candles, I don't turn the TV on, I listen to some music, I read, I educate myself, I do something. People like, oh my God, I just want to be with somebody. And I talked about on my show last week about cuffing season. It was just like, 
let's stop that. Like, let's stop that stupid stuff. Like yeah. winter time and I want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. I want to be somebody to get dumped in February before the, uh, February. So I'm just saying is that um, I think that we have the wrong idea about relationships because here's the other thing that I know people change. I know we want to think about being with someone forever. And I know there are people that do it, but life change, people change. We want different things. So I prefer connections than attachments. Me and the last one were attached. Attachment is a leech. Connection is us giving each other power because we're connected, not you attached to me or me attached to you. And so that's why we need conversations like from you, from me, and from all the other women that have been through it to help women younger and learn this sooner. Like if it need to be a course or a class that talks about this, because it really is supposed to start when you're a little girl. But if our parents don't know, or your mom or dad don't know, or they don't want to have that conversation until I'm 15, it's like some kids are getting active before then, so you need to have it. It starts to me with loving yourself because... I grew up with an unemotional uh, available mother. So I was seeking love from all these places because I didn't have it from my mother. I'm a daddy's girl. My daddy gave it to me, but I liked it from my mother. So it ain't the daddy girl issue. It's the mama's girl issue, you know? And so when you don't properly know how to love yourself in a capacity that when you hear certain things, you're like, I don't like what he's saying, you know? And I'm okay with not liking what he's saying and I'm okay with not dating him. That's the thing that I want to see us do as women. And that's where I am now. Like yeah. you say something that does not resonate with me. And I'm not saying I'm hard on men. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I give opportunities, but if I'm constantly hearing certain things that don't feel good to my spirit, then I have the option to say, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And that's what I want women to, I want women to see is that you don't have to like your clock. Maybe you're not meant to have kids. Maybe you should adopt. Maybe you should do other things. I have kids, so I don't want to be insensitive, but I'm just saying like, I could imagine if I couldn't have kids that I would want kids. Um, but at some point I have to come to peace with the, you know, with that, that may not be in my destiny. And so that's, I think that's just really important is to um, know that single is not a curse. No. Single is really beautiful. And here's the thing I say is, the work that I'm doing now, some man gonna appreciate this because I love, I'm a conflict resolution. I'm learning that. Loving myself, I know that. There's so many things that I'm learning that when I get with the man that hopefully has done all this work that I've done on his end, he gonna be like, oh my God, I've been looking for you. And I'm like, oh God. you know what I'm saying? So you guys are in a better position with each other because you've done work. Yeah. So many things I want to touch on. So I'll start with um, you saying that these conversations need to happen when we're little girls. You're so right. So the work that I do, so I'm a coach and a motivational speaker, and mm -hmm. I have what I call Single You, which is an online community for single women to have these conversations. And I do get women who are even older than me. I'm 37. I have a 45-year-old I'm coaching. I had a 50-year-old at once. And they always say, I wish I had you when I was 15. We're mm -hmm. working. And I was like, I know I became what I needed because yeah. I saw, you know, in business, they say, find a, find a hole and fill it. Yeah. What problem are you solving? And that is exactly why I'm here. And I'll speak more about that after we're done with um, Stacy's interview. So if you're listening and you want to hear more about that, I got you. That's coming up. I love when you said connection over attachment. Mm -hmm. I, I learned, learned that recently. 
Yeah. Um, uh, Pastor um, um, Sarah Jakes, there we go. Um, T.D. Jakes' daughter. Yes. She says that um, y'all not, y'all, oh good, I feel like I'm going to get this wrong, but it's something about y'all need to stop wanting company. Stop wanting that in a man. Like he needs to build you up. And I forgot the other words she used right now. It's slipping my mind, but I hope it comes back. But that's what cuffing season is, right? People just want company because they bored. Stop dating because you bored. Like we have to date with a purpose um, in order to bypass all of this drama that we put ourselves in because we want to be connected with somebody so bad or attached to somebody so bad, as you said. So let me read this part of what you posted on Facebook. Um, okay. The sad part is we are the ones that allow it. Okay. Actually, no, here we go. There's nothing like being in a relationship that looks like love to later realize it's narcissistic control. No one thrives in this kind of relationship and it quickly becomes to toxic. Uh, again, this is what Stacy wrote. The sad part is we are the ones that allow it. Yep, girlfriend, it's on you. We stay because we feel like things will change, get better. We pamper them and their feelings, sometimes ignoring our own. But once I was gone, I know the universe heard my internal cry and it delivered. That's when Operation Hill Stacy J began. I had to learn to accept understand my role in this and rebuild my confidence. Yeah, you know, there's a saying that I say, we, ha we as women have got to stop going, why won't he just, or why he don't know how to love, I just wish he da da da, and instead ask ourselves, why would I allow this? Uh -huh. Why would I allow, if I truly loved myself, why would I allow somebody to treat me like trash that they're about to uh -huh. put on the corner? So what is it that you learned? So when you got out of that um, relationship, uh -huh. And you learned that, whoa, that was me that allowed it. What is it that you learned about yourself that allowed that? And then what, did, what process are you on now healing yourself? You know, I say, when I say, um, you know, like most of my friends, like I was talking to an old childhood friend, and she felt like, Stacey, you were always a go-getter. You were so confident. I said, uh -uh. I said, I realize now that, no, I wasn't as confident as I thought I was. We take care of ourselves. We can't mix taking care of yourself up with confidence because confidence comes from within. Uh, taking care of yourself is an outer thing. Like I'm gonna have my hair done, I'm gonna make up sleep, you know, I'm dressing nice, I'm doing whatever, but what is your confidence doing? And so going through that, and remember I said, I got with him in August. I think it was about October, I was writing him an email saying, I'm not sure I'm ready or wanna do this because I didn't want it, the bonus mom. I said, I see myself. Now, this is what I'm saying. I knew what I said. I put me aside to make this relationship work, right? So I said, I want to travel. I'm speaking now. I want to speak around the world internationally. I want to do this. I'm telling him the things I want to do and why I would not be a good fit. And what he do, he talks to me and, you know, talks to what I needed to hear. And then I started going, well, maybe his daughter is the daughter I never had. And you know, you know, relationships just have hiccups and stuff. I talked myself right back in it. Yes. He said what he said, but I could have said, I appreciate that, but I'm, j I'm not ready. And I wish you the best of luck. That's when you're confident. When you're not confident and you like, well, maybe I'm be missing out. Maybe he, you know, he is really nice to me and all this type of stuff. And I talk myself right back into that relationship that I already knew was not for me. 
And so now, once I finally got, oh, let me share this with y'all. So, remember I was asking about these signs, right? Yep. I, I knew God was giving little signs and stuff like that, but I just was, whatever, they passed me. So I go to Chicago, my aunt's funeral, last year in May. I go to her funeral and I wanted to get a colonic, right? You know, to get your little bowels clean and stuff. So my girlfriend that passed said my godmother does them because I'm from Chicago. And so she, the, uh, her godmother's in Chicago. So I make an appointment for me and my sister to go. We get there. So she rubs my sister's stomach, you know, press on it. She said, oh, this is, this is um, uh, just waste. She said, we can get this off of you. This is waste. We need to put you on a detox and whatever, right? She hits, rubs my stomach and says, this is stress. Why are you afraid to leave him? I don't know this lady. Wow. Never met her. Never talked to her. She said, you're so pretty and smart and stuff. She was like, why are you afraid? She was like, he seems like he's mean and controlling. My sister was over there like, oh, I've been telling her, you know how your family, my family, I've never been in a relationship where my family we're trying to do an intervention. Like, this is not you. And you know, I'm like, I got this. You know, I got this. What if I like being controlled? You know, you're trying to be grown and stand up because you don't want your family. You, I felt attacked by them. And making excuses for him, right? And right? Making excuses. When you feel attacked, then you in defense. But well, he, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. When in the back of your mind, you like, he is. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, that sign for me was kind of like the pivot to start the process like you know i started looking for places to stay while i was still with him and stuff there was still a pull though a little bit because it was still the oh am i gonna throw all these years away um maybe if we do counseling but one thing you said about like when he does certain things and says certain things why don't we believe them like because love does not feel like that. If anything, you can get mad at me and be like, Rika, listen, I don't want this to get heated. Let's talk about this later, okay, babe? I'll talk to you later, okay? Yeah. You're on my nerve, big head, whatever. Yep. But if a man is downing you, talking about you, telling you ain't nothing, ain't no other man gonna want you, you just you, you used to be a single all the time, and you sitting there taking all that instead of saying, love should not feel this way. If you wanna have a conversation with me, let's have a conversation, but I am not your child. And that's what I began to feel like a child. So now I'm like, Operation Stacey J is on. I mean, like I had to pull back to like, oh, let me readjust my crown because you must don't know. Now you get into, you don't know who the TFI am, you know, and all this stuff. So we need to muster that up a little sooner when you see the signs. Yeah. But we're so afraid to come off as opinionated, especially as black women, the angry black woman. Um, we're so afraid to when we want something so bad, so for me, I got into that relationship when I was 32 and I have felt that I had missed the goal. I, I moved here, so you know, earlier before we started recording, I told you I'm from Seattle, but I live in a smaller town now, which is three hours outside of Seattle. But while living in Seattle, I experienced obviously a big city. I went to Howard University. I've been to three states for radio, <laughs> um, you know, in DC, in Indianapolis, in Seattle, like, being with millennials that they say you know because they say millennials is the first generation that we're like you know what marriage and kids we're gonna hold off on that a little bit yeah. later than our parents generation but then i moved here and this society is different everybody gets married 
and has the babies at 18 and 19. Oh. And I got slapped in the face and I thought that I had missed the goal. I was like, oh my God, how am I 30 and I ain't got no kids and I ain't married? And that scared me. So I right. wanted, and I was like, whatever my next boyfriend is, I guess, you know, I, I obviously I never said it out loud, but just learning myself, that scared me into whatever the next guy comes my way, we just gonna make it work. Cause I gotta hurry up and get this goal. Right. And that's the, that's the worst thing worst to thing. do. Yeah. And I feel, you know, some empathy for women that don't have kids. So like my girlfriend, um, I have a girlfriend, a couple of girlfriends that don't have children. And they're like, one is in her forties, one is knocking on 40. And so one of them says, I'm looking to be married and I'm looking to have a baby. If he ain't talking about that. Now I understand you don't want to waste your time because you are, you know, specific of what you want, but that ain't going to be every man you meet. So let's not be, you know, just, you know, sitting there going, okay, is you going to be my baby daddy or not? You know what I mean? And going through that process instead of just waiting and saying, let me get to know him because I don't think now nothing's, um, like, you know how we'd be like, I missed the mark. I don't think we missed the mark. No. And even if we've done stuff, in our life that you like, I could have been further if I did that. Now I do believe that, but missing the mark, I don't believe that anymore. I think we are right where we are, where we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be. Those challenges in life may be a little setback or something like that, but I don't be like, I don't think that, like if you were supposed to have children, maybe you got dodged all those bullets that could have been like horrible for you. And so we're going to get you a nice little family at 40. I don't, you know, I mean, it depends. I know people want, like me, when I had my baby at 20, I was kind of like, oh my God, I didn't plan this, but obviously you didn't protect it either. So I'm, for me, I'm thankful now that I had my kids early because look at me, I'm fabulous. I'm 47, about to be, wait a minute, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. Oh my God, see, I forget. I'm 48. I'll be 49 in uh december so you forget after 45 it's no matter yes, but i'm yes. saying it's now i get to enjoy another part of my life for me now you in that case you did it then and now you do which is no right or wrong but for me i'm glad i did because now i feel like i'm about to hit my my 50s like fly you know what i'm saying and enjoying life and sharing the knowledge i've always been like this like i always have friends i always wanted to talk about how we could be better like i like the party have fun and stuff like that too but i've always been instilled with there's more to life there's more peace the the people i listen to now abraham hicks eckhart tolle i read emotional intelligence i like the way i know how the mind works because if we do a little bit more of that it'll help us better, you know, better off in life. And that's what some of the stuff, we'll be needing to learn no trigonometry. I ain't using that. Right. So let's, what about investing in school? What about um, social, you know, social um, uh, intelligence? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How to deal with people, how to, you know, how to communicate. We don't learn that. We right. learn how to, some of these kids don't even know how to, I saw a meme that said, don't talk to me and you don't even know how to write cursive. You know what I mean? So. There's so many things that need to be taught, especially when it comes to love, because we're raising children and we're repeating the cycle. Yeah, because again, we don't have emotional intelligence or relational intelligence is a book by Dr. Darius Daniels. And actually in my single you program, we read that because you're right. When you buy anything, a vacuum cleaner, a car, whatever, it comes with an instructions manual. Uh -huh. 
we don't even learn how to what humanness is we don't understand the soul and all of that our mind and how it works and and what love bombing is and gaslighting and that. we don't learn the psychology of humanness mm -hmm. and that is setting us up for failure over and over and over and over again and you're right if you rush in to have babies they're gonna be and i don't like using the word messed up or anything but they're just gonna they're only gonna be able to learn what you teach them unless somehow they break out of that, which can happen, and they start learning on their own. But that's what they call generational curses, right? Yeah. Is you weren't relationship, you didn't have any intelligence on how to have a happy and healthy relationship, and then you pass that on down yeah. to your kids, which yeah. we have to stop that. We have to take more seriously dating and who we have kids with. Um, yeah. As, uh, um, oh gosh, what's his name? He's married to Megan Good. Um, uh, um, I got him. I know who you're talking about, but yeah. he's in my, um, oh, that's going to kill me. I feel well, like I've read both all his books too, The Weight and The Truth yeah. About Me. We know who we're talking about though. We know <laughs> who we're talking about. And, I, and I'll put in the show notes what his name is. Um, but he says that if we learn how to date better, then we will marry better and then we will have better families. And that, and that is so true. It, it, um, it, it, it's absolutely true. And that's why I'm saying we don't take the time. We just, you know, and again, we're not taught that. Like my mother has never been married. So I'm gonna just keep it all the way uh, uh, real with you yeah, is yeah, that yeah. my mother was not married to uh, my dad. Okay. My dad was married. <laughs> How about that? And so, oh, okay. um, mm -hmm. yeah. and so Devon Franklin. No. <laughs> I, I, it was gonna bother me. I, know, I, I saw you looking it up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh-uh, I gotta get his name. But yeah. my dad, you know, was not married to my mom. He was married, and so he, I guess my mom was a side chick, I guess. However, my dad was a great dad. He didn't play me like a sad baby. So I think my mother had some, probably some anger issues with that, which came out on me right. as a child. Um, and so she ain't teaching me how to love because you ain't never been married. Um, she had a couple of boyfriends or whatever and stuff. So you can't draw, take the horse to the water and make a drink if you don't have it. And my mom was born in the forties. So, you know, they stubborn as I don't know what. So it's not like she was like, now you have us where personal development, reading, learning is a lot more relevant. It wasn't then. So my mom was like, it is what it is, you know? And so how could she teach me to love? Or how could she teach me to be in a marriage <laughs> and you ain't been in one, how can you teach me these things? Now, there are certain things you can teach me about loving myself though, but then it makes me go, did my mom really love herself? So that's why I'm like, you need specific courses, classes, radio shows, whatever and stuff that people that have that interest and not thinking I'm good, you know, um, to be able to have something to go to or these books and willing to do the work on themselves. So that's what I've taken this a long time to do is I've always kind of been a reader and all that. You can do it at Audible because I don't read books because I fall asleep. <laughs> but Audible, when I'm in the car, that's that's the time you're driving to work, you're, you're, you're going to the grocery store and stuff. You have to be willing to invest in yourself. And look, let me tell you this, because I, I meant to, I had the connection versus attachment thing that I wanted to share. Um, okay, and there's a, a couple of different, you can find, um, a couple of different versions of what you know what they say but it says when you're connected versus being attached sex becomes um uh, satisfying on all levels connection comes from letting go it's working through the working through and surrendering all the things that hold you back and cause you stress in your relationship in life attachment causes patterns 
of interacting that are difficult and raise tensions. When you got to make that's like, where you at, where you going, when we not together and this and that, it's something. That's an attachment. Yeah. A connection is, babe, you go handle your radio show. I'll talk to you later. Do you need anything? You know what I'm saying? And so even to me, when you're clear like that, even a breakup doesn't have to be bad because you know you're not connected anymore. So it's not so devastating that you're breaking up because we've changed. People, you know, they we change. We like different stuff. And I don't think that there's anything um, wrong with that. But finding finding a way to take that time when you break up with somebody and say, hey, let me do some really self-care here because codependency is real. You see Jada Pickett talked about that. Codependency is real. You need somebody. You need to take care of somebody. You need to help somebody. You need, you need that. And so you need to work on that and the trauma bonding and the gaslighting and Just all that stuff. Yep. I used to listen to the little, I don't know if you ever heard of her, but I did a lot of research on narcissists when this happened. I used to listen to a lady called the Little Shaman. She's on YouTube. The Little the, Shaman, okay, okay. Oh my God, yep. she gives it to you raw and she tells you from you know, a lower level narcissist to a disordered narcissist and how they don't change. And to tell you about my ex, let me say this. He is overall a great guy. I have no ill intentions. You know, if he called me, I don't have a problem speaking to him, but with narcissists, you gotta be careful because they need their ego stroked. And so if it's just calling me to mess with me to get that ego, he'll do that. So he's not a bad guy. I think if he does counseling or do whatever he needs, he's going to make somebody a great husband. He did make me laugh to my core. He is loving, you know, but I understand his past trauma and where that love was coming from. So it was controlling, you know, I wanted to look like this and you need to conform to what I wanted to look like. And so I just like to say that because I don't like, you know, I say women dogging them out. No, I'm not talking them out. But those traumas that he had really, I allowed them to affect me and I didn't deserve that. And so looking at um, moving forward and stuff like that, it's just, it's been so amazing. I can say out of all the little work I've been doing on myself, this by far is the greatest. I visualize where I live, like not I knew I wanted to live in Smyrna. I knew that um, when I say visualize, I used to see a house that was quiet and had candles and it smelled good and was neat and clean. Um, and just all those things, cause yeah, the house wasn't even clean and that was a frustration. And my son, I had, my sons were kind of adultish. Like when they moved and I was like, I never lived with a man before except my ex-husband. I didn't have a bunch of boyfriend experiences. So I was a little nervous to move with him in six months. And I did. I was like, stepping out, you know, on faith. I'm going to do it. Girl, I should have kept my place. So I did, I did that. So then now you're learning how they keep a house and his daughter's lazy and different stuff that just used to drive me crazy. And my oldest son is very clean like me. He'd be like, mom, they ain't clean. They ain't doing nothing. We do everything. I'm like, Don, I know, you know, but we're not going to have a dirty house. All that making excuses. So I used to visualize that my home would be full of love and peace. And when I tell you, Rika, everybody comes to my home. It's like, it's so warm and inviting or they'll go to sleep. And so that's the environment that I saw when I was looking for places yeah. and was trying to get away from here. You got to see what you want your life to look like. So the way my life look like now, if you're not matching this or exceeding this, yeah, we can't do this. Yeah. When you said about the, you know, people looking at us black angry women, I'm saying I can have a real good 
conversation with you without, you know, being angry, but right. getting you straight. I'm going right. to get you straight, you right. know, because you have to be able to articulate yourself and maybe not be as angry. Um, because then that's when you get that you angry. Now you fussing about, I'm not, you know, so. it's about setting that boundary and knowing your boundaries. Right. So when you do set a boundary and it's nicely said like, Hey, you know, I, I really didn't like when you did that. So let's not, you know, whatever. And understanding within yourself, being confident, as you said, enough in yourself to know that that's not you being me. And even if they say, oh, now you got an attitude or you are angry, whatever, if that's the story they want to tell themselves, fine. Yeah. You know it's coming from, this is my boundary and I don't want you pushing it. And when they push that, then that ain't the guy for you or the friend or whatever. The job. Um, yeah. So I do want, um, uh, I, I do want everyone listening to walk away with some tangibles. So I want to go back to, um, when you said confidence versus taking care, look, you see my notebook. I've been taking uh, it. I'm writing it. I'm writing it. I'm just, because I love going deep, man, you know, because, um, you know, we say a lot of things and cliches that we don't really describe and define, especially what it means to us and stuff. So you said confidence versus taking care of yourself. Uh-huh. And that is so good. I, I agree. I think I was very good before my abusive ex of taking care of myself. I've always had my job. I've been in radio for over 17, mm-hmm. 18 years, always had, you know, it together, always, you know, hair was popping. I was mm-hmm. good when I needed to be, right? But I wish that I would have had enough confidence to stand up to myself. And I'm wondering if you have um, a story to describe the difference. And I'll, I'll share mine first and let's see if you have one of what you did in your relationship where you wish you would have had more confidence. So oh. for example, my, my abusive ex, he's from Atlanta and he was a, um, a security guard at this time that I was dating him. I don't know where he is now. And I always say what you say too. I don't know where he is. I don't even know if he's ever been clinically diagnosed as a narcissist. I just know from what I, my reading, um, that I feel like he was, and I'm also allowed to tell my story. I'm not the angry black girl. I don't hate men. as right. well. So I love that you said that. But um, so, yeah, so he was a security guard and he always accused me of cheating, just like yours did. Oh, I mean, Stacy, my phone was always on silent. It was a problem. If my phone rang, I didn't answer it. It was a problem. If I said hi to a dude, mind you, in this town, I'm like the Beyonce of this city right here. Right. Uh, just being on the radio for seven years, like they love me. Right. And women, kids, whatever. If I spoke to a guy too long, why was you flirting with him? Like everything was a problem. So anyway, so I go visit him in Atlanta and he's a, uh, a security guard. And he was like, so I'm going to need you to, uh, I'm going to need you to sit at the bar and I'm about to watch you and see how you handle men when they approach you. And I wish in that moment, I could say that I was confident enough and say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And if you don't trust me, then we don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Instead, I did it because I thought I have to prove to him that I am trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being confident in me and knowing I ain't never cheated on nobody, I ain't never cheated on him, I ain't never looked at another dude. I what are we talking about? Where is this coming from? In retrospect, it was a lot of projection because he was actually cheating on me, which I found out later. <laughs> but, right. So that's that's projection and stuff like that. So that is where that's why I love when you said that because it just reminded me of that story, like. Yeah, I thought I was confident before him, and I obviously was not, because I allowed him to just tell me what to do so I could prove to him 
that mm-hmm. I was worthy enough to be with him. I wanted to make this relationship work. And that, yeah, I'm trustworthy, so it's no big deal. Whatever, I'll just go sit at the bar. He'll see me turn dudes down. It's cool, be all good. Of course, right. that wasn't enough. And we went through more things. Um, right. But so do you have like a tangible story of that to show the difference between you being confident in your relationship um, and not? Um, same story. I think we dated the same guy. No, but, <laughs> but the same thing is um, early on, he said, it was like signs of that. So I know a lot of celebrities, right? D-list, A-list, whatever you want to call it. And I used to produce the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. So I was at an event that he was having and um, Young Jock is a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And so we took a picture. So you got to take a picture like this. Now this, mind you, this is before I really got with you. Right. And, and we took a picture. He saw the picture and was like, um, can you take that down? <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, I just started dating you. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not doing that. Yeah. In the beginning, when he said that, that was a, a sign, but I didn't take it down. So right there, I was like, oh, cool, I just met you. But after we be, be, became in, uh, got into a relationship, I was trying to prove myself with everything. I couldn't speak, to, well, wasn't I couldn't speak to guys, but if I spoke to them, it was, he was mad at me. If I hugged them, they were mad, he was mad at me. When we went out, I pretty much had to stand by his side because if I was gone too long, you left me. You left me over here and everybody had to check on me. And I'm like, nobody had to check on you. So again, what you say is confidence is saying, hold up, I'm not doing that. If you don't trust me, let's stop this right here and right now because I'm not going through that. You're not gonna have me jumping through hoops and trying to prove to you that I'm the woman that you want me to be. If I'm not the woman you want me to be, then let's end this. But I continue that throughout the whole relationship, every vacation. When I did my first conference, well, not my first conference, but when I did my, I started taking my conference on the road and did my first retreat in Mexico, right? People came, I'm like, oh my God, they're here. Right. So I go, I go downstairs like, okay, I'm going downstairs, you coming? He's like, no, I'm not going down there. I'll be over here. Now, you, I didn't invite, people didn't paid to come here because I'm doing a Live 365 self-care retreat and you don't want to come over here with me. I'm a, and even if it was this, hey, babe, you gonna take care of your people, I'll be over here. I could do that. But you were angry and you didn't want me to go over there with them. Now I'm over there trying to be fun with them and watching for him like, oh my God, then you know how just having fun in the pool and it was other guys in the pool. I was like, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen. But we feed, I kept feeding his, his insecurities. I was feeding his insecurities to make him feel better about himself and me. I never cheated on him. Yeah, I see you delete message. I say, yeah, delete messages, emails and all that because it makes your phone back up. You know, it was just, it was something all the time about me and what I could do. He used to do stuff like, girl, like, um, I don't want to ever feel alone while I'm with you. And why do you always on your computer at night? I'm an entrepreneur. You work a job. Are you on your computer at night and spend time? You don't spend time with me and all that. It would get so heated that he'll be like, let's go to a restaurant and talk because now you're not going to talk loud and stuff. Girl, in there just picking at me and I'm in there like, oh, yes, I'm done with you like four flat times. I love you and you keep, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're begging this man to accept you for who you are when he's screaming, I don't. 
So yeah. I'm like, your story, it's like confidence is being able to say, I'm willing to lose and walk away and dissolve this relationship to be true to me. Because there's a man out here that's going to love me just the way I am. Exactly. Just the way I am. And really having that confidence and those boundaries, the, the funny thing is that actually builds up your confidence and your self-care and your self-love because then you start to be proud of yourself. Like, yo, I did. Look at me. I stood up for myself. Like, Pat, yes. how you feel good then instead of, like you said, demeaning yourself and feeding his insecurities. I was right there with you. I was right there with you. So when you, um, and, and sorry about your friend, by the way, rest in peace. I did want to make sure that I got that in there. So when you um, called her and you started, you know, you had to live with her. That was your first step of leaving that relationship. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. Then what was number two? And I know it was working on yourself and you said you were reading. So what are other things that you did to start building up Stacey J again? Like you said, Operation Hill Stacey J was how yeah. you have maybe like two other tangibles that we could take away. I did a lot of reading. So I read uh, Lisa Nichols book. Um, I did a lot of reading because that that's for me. Like for me, I need to read um, personal development uh, type of uh, reads things about your emotional intelligence and stuff like that. So it started then, if I could just say this real quick. So when I moved with her, that was me moving all my clothes out. I didn't move everything, just the things I needed. And I started doing this read. And, and in my mind, I was like, it's going to be over. But it was a part of me still attached. That, I want to mention that because when we first break up, that's the iffy stage because you claim I'm gone, but you really don't be gone sometime that first time. And so what happened is I left and I was at her house we were still talking and when my cousin would ask me like how's it going and i said well you know what it's getting a little better um we're not arguing as, as much as stuff but you know why because i didn't live with him yeah i didn't live with you no more so yeah. now i don't have to argue with you but he took me through the ringer even then it was like i still got needs meaning i need you to come over and take care of my sexual needs still and as i would kind of pull back but we'll go over that part of Operation Hill CJ was to see if I still felt the same way. Cause my mind was saying, oh, we might this this separation may bring us back together. You know what I'm saying? But also there was a part of me that let me see if I really feel the same. And so that from October to December to January was it was an eye opener. Like you really don't like him. You are trying, this is a codependency that you have because you've been with him, you know, for a minute. And when I went to New Year's Eve, I went out of town and now mind you, I, I left him and he was so mad at me that I went out of town. I didn't spend it with him, nor did you make plans, nor are you trying to fight for me, nor are you trying to woo me, nor are you being accepting of your wrongdoings. I'm not hearing none of that. All I'm hearing is what you still need. So that was my test. So for you girls that I know, women that do step back for a minute, I'm not knocking it, but make sure that you're clear on, I'm seeing, am I really wanting to stay in this abusive relationship? I'm testing this waters. So if he knows we're already separated and broke up, he should be doing his part to get his stuff together. If he's not doing it and still acting like y'all still together, but you just in another house or still requesting your presence to come back to his house, that's when you start 
check it away at your, your checklist. Like, nope, this, this is that not working. This is not working. This is not working. So that's what I did in the beginning. And in January, everything just hit the fan. And so that was my moment of, I had to say, as I was going over there, are you sure? Are you sure? Because you don't want to double back. And when I went over there, I was confident this day. And I went over there and he was ready to be a narcissist. He was like, I said, I'm coming to get my stuff um, that I left over there. And he was like, yeah, you come come up because uh, we need to have a talk. And so when I came up, he was ready. Let's have a seat. What he always do, because everything was, let's have a talk. Like, it wasn't me going, let's have a talk. It was him all the time. So when he got up there and he mentioned, yeah, I saw you went out last night. With, I said, I did. And then he was about to start. And I said, hey, I said, you know what? I said, I just want to share with you. I don't want to talk about any of that. I said, I don't want to be with you anymore. And girl, his face just turned all shades of gray. And he started crying. Narcissist step number three, crying to get me back in. When I tell you right at that moment, I felt nothing. I felt nothing. And I, I felt nothing. And I was thinking, you could cry all you want. I don't care. And then I was just not saying nothing. And then I said, no, I'm going to say something. And then I said, you know what? I've been here with you for five years. I've raised your children. I've been the best that I could be. I just let him have all that. And I said, I have not deserved the way you treat me. And I'm done. And I was done from that day. So I know that sometimes we may step back just to dibble and dabble because we've been together five, six, 10 years, three years or whatever. But when you, if you're broken up, you're broken up for a reason. Or if you're separated, you're separated for a reason. So that is the time for you to do some due diligence and ask yourself these hard questions. And if you're going to dabble to see what it is, then look at your list and say, these are the things I need. Is he able to give that to me, even in a breakup? Because that's the time you on your P's and Q's and baby this and you, like, I'll go to counseling and I'll do what I don't want to lose you. He ain't do none of that. Yeah. And like you said earlier on, um, when we were talking about, you know, he, he met some, some of the things on your list and we got to learn how to have an A, B, C. You like that he meditated, but obviously he wasn't living up to, um, a kind of person that meditates, right? Cause somebody right. who meditates like a Deepak Chopra, a Eckhart Tolle is very peaceful. Yeah. 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 I think he did more of it when he was alone, like single. Yeah. Um, because when I came into his life, like they didn't really watch him and his daughter, they didn't really watch TV. He made her read a lot and stuff and all that. And so um, I can say this too, maybe to his defense is that when we date, we need to date to get to know the person because I think, I think personally, my wording bond, but entrepreneurs need to date entrepreneurs and business people because unless they truly understand the hustle and the not, they're not gonna understand it. And so that can become you know, an issue. And then on top of that is like, I know that his life changed because of me. Good and probably maybe when I say not so good because when I came around, like they didn't watch TV, like I'm saying, they read a lot, you know, did that. When I came, I brought the noise because I'm exciting. I'm an exciting person. And so we have to understand if I want someone that's social and in radio and speaking around the world, because that might be attractive to one man. So another man is like, I don't want no woman doing all that. But we'll get with the opposites attract stuff. Sometimes that don't work. You need somebody with some commonalities that yeah. will make you mesh. Because I don't believe that he liked really what I do. I thought he, I think he thought like, that's great, but it's a little bit too much for me. 
So yeah. I'm going to change you instead of letting you go. 100%. And that was me. And honestly, all of my boyfriends leading up to the brick wall, like, you know, Oprah always says, life comes at you in whispers. And if you ain't paying attention the brick wall, you know, like you said, you were praying for signs from God, but we just don't listen. And then yeah. I got the brick wall and what I would get all the time is, see, the, as Oprah also says, <laughs> my dog, mm -hmm. as Oprah also says, you know, the things that attract men to you will be the very thing that um, makes him hate you sometimes. Yep. And so they would always tell me, you just too much. And they would always try to change me. And that, that is something that will no longer happen again. Exactly. Um, so I want to end on a few questions. Okay. I don't know if you've thought of this, but I do know you're dating and you are definitely almost a year in of being 100% free from him. So how does Stacey J define love now? Oh, defining love. <sighs> so I always have to start with, and I know this sounds cliche, is the self-love. Because I can't really love you if I don't love me. And you don't, and I really didn't understand that. You hear people say, if you don't love yourself, you can't love nobody else. And you'd be like, mm, why not? You know, but now I truly understand what that means is because love can be fleeting. Love is a word that can be thrown around so reckless. And so um, when I talked about the connection thing, I think that there's a, a, a space in each of us that when you when you do love yourself, you can receive other people better. Oh my God, who calling? Oh my. Wait. Okay. So I was saying, so what love for me is is right now is so important about my self-love and I'm building that up. And I still think I have a ways to go. Like I really love myself, but I think I still have a ways to go. When I look at dating men, and because now I'm a lot more clear with myself, what I want, what I don't want, what I'm giving, what I'm not giving, it helps me to understand his wants, his needs, what, what is it that he looks at inside of a woman? Because as I hear that and watch that, because uh, I can say anything once, and he can say anything. And once I watch his actions and they align, then that's when I think the building of, cause love to me, I don't know, people say they fall in love. I met him and I fell in love first sight. I haven't had that experience or whatever. So I think it's something that is built upon. And let me tell you this, what I realized dating him about love, I want to be valued first. I want to be valued first. I don't know. Eh, everybody say, I love you. I love you. You know what I'm saying? A Christian love. But I want to be valued because my friend that died, her husband, which was like seven years younger than her, he adored and valued her. And I saw it the way he loved his wife. So, but I knew he it was value because when you value something, you like, wait a minute, I gotta take care of my car because you know, I wanted this, I gotta take care of this and that. So love, that's why I say it's fleeting. People will say, I love you in a, in a heartbeat. And it's like, what do you love about me? And they go, um, I love your, um, your smile. And love, ah, that's too, that's too low level for me. You know what I mean? So I wanna be valued first. And so I think with now where I am, I'm open-minded to everything, but I'm listening intently because I don't want to connect my soul and my spirit with someone that is in a distressed type of lifestyle or um, not focused on themselves. It's okay to focus on yourself. You know what I mean? Because even with children, if you don't take care of you, how are you going to take care of your baby? Now you got to get your mama to take care of because you're sick. So the way I, I define love is through value. I defined it through value. 
um, and getting to know somebody in um, in a deeper capacity, you know, because we rushing for love. Oh, I love him. Oh my God. It's, it's a, no. Does he value me? Do I value him as a person, period? Yeah. Because God is love. So if that's the case, we all should love each other. But that we don't, you know. So now we got to go take it a step deeper. How do I love and value myself to be able to love and value somebody else? And I'm glad that you said that too, you know, because even, you know, one of the, the commandments is uh, love, love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah. So it starts with you. And to me, starting with you means um, it's in the boundaries, um, as we were talking about earlier. The more boundaries you set, good and healthy boundaries, because I always teach my clients it's fences, not brick walls. Yes. Um, but the more boundaries we set, the more proud of us we are. And yeah. then, the more, then therefore we're happy with ourselves and more love we can give. Because hurt people hurt people. And that is one of the truest statements. If you are hurting, you're going to hurt your kids. The person you're trying to be with, those are going to be yeah. cancers. The more compromise you do to an attachment is cancers uh, on yourself. Because you're going to be like, why well, I do that? Yeah. What? And then you're going to start judging yourself. And that's when shame and all of that comes in. So um, is there any more advice you want to leave with the woman who was wearing the shoes that you were wearing? the day that you met that guy, what would you tell her, a woman like her? Oh, the day that I met him or the day, the the day that you met him, uh, when you was two weeks in. Yeah. If you could go back and talk to her, a woman who's listening right now that may be in your shoes, what would you tell her? Well, if she's, well, I'll say this. If she's starting at the beginning, I would say pump the brakes a little bit. You know what I mean? Because we got to make sure that we're not acting out of desperation. We're not acting out of those timelines that we think that we need to be somewhere because that's a, a, a recipe for disaster to me. Um, take your time. Get to know you because if you feel that way, like you're rushing, something's not right with you. Something's unsettled within you. So maybe this not, might not be the good time to be in a relationship. Um, and so I would say, do some, you know, sit down and have some hard questions. With you. What do I even want in a man? Like, am I just wanting a baby and a house and a car and stuff? Or do I just want to be on Instagram showing a ring or whatever saying I do? Or do I really want to build something sustainable for the long haul with someone that feels the same way and is doing the same kind of work? Let me get to know him before I bet him down. Now, I know girls we be seeing them, we like, oh, we can get it. But once you talk to him, you'd be like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't. Lord, oh, I kept my whole point flow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> but I'm saying, I say, I say step back and really take an inventory of what you want in your life from a man, from yourself, from having children. How are you going to raise those children? Because if you, you're not really right with yourself, you're not going to raise those children right. So I would say take a step back there. If you're actually in it, I would say if you're in something like you and I were in to the T, you need to be finding your way out because narcissists, I'm not sure if they may not be narcissists from what I see, do not change. Now, we all have a little narcissism in us, but I'm saying some is to the point where it will, damp, uh, uh, it will damage your life. Like it's my girlfriend dated one, she has PTSD. She goes to a counselor because she's so damaged by this guy. So if you're in it and you don't see any signs of hope that this man is trying to get the help, 
collectively for the betterment of you and him, your family, if you have a family together, then I say you need to be making your exit to save yourself because yeah. this is you against him. Yeah. This is not us. This is you against him. What do I want my life to look like? Am I in peace? Am I, do I have joy in my life? Am I thriving professionally? Because that affects you professionally. Now you're on the radio like, yeah, it's Rico. And you really own there feeling like, you know. Girl, how about, or how about this? Wait until the commercial break so I can go into the bathroom and cry. True story. Right. Oh, I, oh, we didn't talk about that. We got to have a part three, girl. He's right. called me at work all the time. And I'd be all in the room like this. Yeah, no, you. And my boss would be like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah. If you're dealing with any of those things similar, you know what I mean. They, you need to find your way out. And if that, and hey, I got something for you here. If you don't have the money, you need to find someone that you can trust that will, that is, there to be able to help you like my girlfriend had a beautiful home so i didn't stay like on nobody's couch i had my own room like a hotel i know everything is not ideal but that should not be the reason for you to stay if you have help now if you're a boss chick and you got your own money and all that stuff then that's even more reason for you to go um because you already can set yourself up now you got to work on those um, that, that attachment you got to work on getting that attachment you detach so that you can live your life because anybody that talks to you like you ain't nothing, treats you like you ain't nothing, then you're nothing to them. So you need to, you need to find your extra strategy silently because they are going to find ways to, oh, baby, no, I'm just going to do, 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 do. And we sucked right back up into it. Right if you had to get sucked and bamboozled and told the same things over and over, I suggest an exit strategy. Yeah. Lead with your logic, not with your heart. When you get into yeah. these men that may be a potential husband or whatever, like, yeah. like, like we said earlier, it's data collection. It is data, data collection, however you want to say it, yeah. when you're out here dating. And any dude I meet now, because um, one of the things that I did when I was in those relationships, my abusive ex and even prior, I was a different girl inside of a relationship than I was with my male friends. And so mm -hmm. now I'm like, if I, how am I with like Tony and Darnell, my best friend? However that is, I need to be with my boyfriend. And if I can't, then mm -hmm. we, and we ain't, I guess we ain't in a relationship, you know? And you know what else you find out? I'm sorry. Is you find out the things that you had on that list that you want. When you get out of a bad breakup, I'm like, I don't think I want to be with him all the time. And I want him to have his own activities. And I don't want him to call me all day, every day. Because women be like, I want my man to call me. And he tried to sell me on that. He go, I should be able to call my woman whenever I want to. In the beginning, it was like, mm. then it would be, I would be with family. He know where I'm at. And he called yeah. me all the time. My cousin be like, can we spend time with you? Yeah. So I, I just say, you know, look at your list. Yeah. It changes. You might think you want a man calling you all day, every day until you three months in or a year in. You're like, okay, Darnell, you ain't got to keep calling me like that. I'm getting right. my hair braided. Right. So I, my whole list has changed. I ain't even made a list yet because I ain't ready. I ain't ready. I tell you, I ain't ready. I ain't ready. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many men are ready. That Like say they ready, but I'm like, I'm not ready because I'm enjoying me right now, but we can go out and have fun. And notice ladies, men are super emotional. They are damaged. We are not here to fix them. If I can give you resources and stuff like that, I don't mind doing that, but we are not here to fix them. Stop trying to fix these men that don't really want to be fixed. 
or don't want to fix themselves. We got to stop that. Oh, he just need a little help. That was me. He's single daddy and his house is messed up. I'm going to help him clean it. I'm cleaning a three-story townhouse by myself. That was me too. Stop it. If you want to do that, go to a homeless shelter. Go to a women's shelter. Go go and be good to someone that you know is in need. And you don't even mind if they don't care because you know you know they need it. Yeah. And they've been homeless or in a, a women's shelter. They've been there so long. So we understand their psyche. They have work to do. But you meet a guy that's all dapper and acting like he all that in a bag of chips to come to find out you trying to build up somebody that he need his mama. I'm not your mama. So we ain't doing Build-A-Bear no more. Build-A-Man. Build we, I got out of the business of fixing men, and now I help women get out that business too. We're not doing that. We're yeah. not doing that. For yeah. what? What is the point? What yeah. is the point? That actually ages you. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, uh, Miss Stacey. Oh, and then, and then you get to this. So I'm going to show you that. Yeah. So Saturday, because I'm dating, right? Hey. Not sleeping, ladies. Not sleeping. Right. Saturday morning, I got a text. Are you hungry? And I was like, was this text for me? Because it was just like that. And he was like, yeah. Answer the question. I was like, yeah. They was like, I'm going to Uber eat you. They all the way in, in another state. They Uber eat it, me something to eat. These are small gestures. Come on, I'll feed myself. Right. But you thought of me. Then yeah. my other friend that's in another state, I'm waiting on the food. Somebody knock at the door. And I'm like, oh, it's the food. I open the door and it's a dozen of roses. And I'm just saying these things that we know men doing that. That's not big that, you know, I've had more. So it's not that, but it shows, it's like, let men start showing that they're men, that they care. Somebody cared that I was hungry. Somebody wanted me to have roses. You know what I'm saying? But we just get so excited about the first thing. And it's like, all that good morning, beautiful, that, that's not enough to get excited about. I will literally throw my phone if I get another good morning, beautiful text. I will pick up the phone. Hey, gorgeous. I'm like... Mm. So you just copy paste that to everybody. Leave me alone. I just, I can't. Yeah. And those are gestures. And, and, and like we said, data collection. So you just go, okay, noted. And then see how that plays out. And not in the first week, he gives you flowers and you're like, oh my God, he could be the one. I think right. just the one. Like yeah. we get way too excited when we get picked by a guy. Way yeah. too excited where we need to literally see, do I even like him? And as you said, does he value me? I want to be valued yeah. first, boo boom. Okay. Yeah. Don't tell me you love me. Don't tell me you love me. You're lying. Right. You're lying. lying. Not the first two weeks. Lying. Yeah. yeah. But if you value me, my mind, my spirit, my soul, you know, the things that I bring, people like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a good reputation and I do that not to impress nobody. That's who I am. So I can't allow certain people to come into my energy and my space and throw it off balance. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a sign. Something when you with a guy and it don't feel right, it ain't right. You don't know why. You can dig if you want to figure out what that is. I don't have time to do that. I'm going to follow my intuition that God gave me because that's what he gave me it for. And so I'm not just around here like, I don't like her. I don't like her. Why? I don't know. No, I know that she could be a good person, but there's something about her energy is a little off and my energy is not aligning with hers. And so I don't want to hang around. And, and that's okay to do. It's not about being mean to people. It's about, I've already been through this. So, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, Stacey J, I want to um, thank you so much for mm -hmm. being on my podcast. You're only the second interview mm -hmm. uh, on my podcast because I like to keep them, yeah, I like to keep them just short and sweet and I pop in and I tell my listeners, I'm just here to bop you on the head to remind you that you're beautiful and stuff like that. 
Um, but I know I've known that I wanted to extend it and start um, hearing the stories of women and the overcoming after being through some terrible, horrific um, stuff like that. And yeah. so hopefully my hope is always, and my intention is to remind women that they are worthy regardless of their relationship status. And sometimes we need to hear it through another woman. Yes. So we are giving you permission to know again that no man determines your worth. You do. Yeah. That's it. So if my listeners, if uh, she wants to reach out to you, where are you at? I know you on Instagram, all of that. I am on Instagram. My website is live365empowerment.com. And then on social media, I'm going to do it all. I have three. So I'm the real Stacey J, my personal. And then for the radio is live365.radio. Okay. Stop feeding his insecurity just to stroke his ego, trying to prove that you are a good woman. You already are. If you deem you are, you already are. And I would love to know if anything in her story or what we talked about resonated with you. Can you relate? Can you do me a favor? And wherever you're listening to this podcast, can you screenshot it? Put it in your story on Instagram and tag me or Facebook and let me know what resonated with you. I would love to hear it. And as you see, we were talking about Man, you know, I wish when I was 15 or 22, 25, 35, 50, I wish I already had these conversations about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Signs of abuse, you know, because a lot of us think, oh, if he hits me, that's abuse. But no, there's so much more to abuse than just physical. And here's the thing. You are often entering into relationships trying to cook your way sex your way, force your way, serve your way, submit your way into a man's heart to prove your worth, don't you? All to be chosen by a man who sat back and reaped the benefits of your affections. Aren't you sick of that? And how about, let's talk about the emotional heavy lifting that you do to love men who aren't capable of loving you back in a healthy way. Aren't you sick of that? You're fighting to open him up, soften him up, earn his trust. Be his therapist, overlook the red flags because, well, he has potential. And in his selfishness and no reciprocity, you're his therapist and you're settling for a mediocre courtship, lackluster sex or even great sex. However, you're still diminishing yourself for fear of being labeled as too opinionated, high maintenance, bougie or God forbid, girl, for you to be single for a whole calendar year or two. <gasps> Uh-oh. Hello? Am I getting in your business, girl? Is this you? You are carrying a burden of an unhappy relationship for what? Or unhappy relationships for what? To fit a mold that society says women have to be married and have kids by this age. In order to be successful, because that's the goal in life. Newsflash. It's not the goal. I want you to choose to be in a mutually loving, non-controlling, fulfilling, and healthy relationship. One that doesn't begin with drama and heartache, but instead with maturity. Hey, wouldn't we love our men to be mature? Patience, kindness, no jealousy, sweetness, 
and then real love. That's real love. So how do you get a relationship like that? What is a healthy relationship versus unhealthy relationship? Here's the deal. You can, you know, be inspired by Stacy's story and my story, but inspiration does nothing for you if you don't put action behind it. So what action are you going to put behind wanting a healthy relationship and knowing who you are? And I get it. Sometimes, okay, so we hear all the time, know yourself, know your worth, right? Isn't that a Drake song? <laughs> but I don't think a lot of us know. In fact, I know you don't know what that means. Like, where do you start? How do I love myself? How do I find myself? Because I know you're like, dude, I don't have any more dysfunctional relationships in me. Or let me ask you, how many more dysfunctional relationships do you have in you? And if you're like, none, girl, none. And you just don't know where to start. I got you. That's what I'm here for, right? As the single girl's life coach. So if you need help with that, Single You Academy open enrollment is happening right now. And it's for you. Because again, I understand if you don't know where to start, that's what I'm here for. Single You Academy is open right now. It's pre-sale. It's open enrollment. So here's the deal. It's a three-month program. Month one, we talk about how to discover your worth. Lesson one, breaking mental and emotional attachments. Lesson two, trauma bonding and narcissism. Lesson three, how to love yourself and know your worth, part one. Lesson four, how to love yourself and know your worth, part two. Month two, okay, that was just month one. Month two, how to stop tying your identity to men. Because I say that all the time. I help you discover your worth so that you stop tying your identity to men. This is month two, lesson one. Can you help who you love? Breaking down love. Can you help who you love? Because I hear that all the time. Well, I can't help it. Well, I disagree. Lesson two, how to love yourself and know your worth. Video three. Lesson three in month two, how to say no to men. That's video four of how to love yourself and know your worth. Now, month three, talking about Single You Academy. You can join today. And in month three, by month three, I know you will be a different person. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I don't want to keep you long, so here we go. Month three, how to stop being a people pleaser, a.k.a. a man pleaser. How do you stop being a man pleaser? Lesson one, it's in your boundaries, the art of saying no. Lesson two, dealing with the F boys, a.k.a. how to know if he's playing you. Lesson three, how to make a guy wait. Yes, for sex. And in Single You Academy, I bring you married people, male guests, live conversations, workbooks, and all of these videos. And if you join Single You Academy by November 14th and receive, you will receive, excuse me, the following three bonus videos. But you have to sign up by November 14th. This is 2020. For you to receive these three bonus videos, which you, if you join today, you start today. Number one, what married people mean by relationships are hard. That's a conversation I had with a married woman. Number two, healthy versus unhealthy relationships. How to know when to leave him. Wouldn't you like those signs? Number three, how to heal from hurt and trust men again. Those three bonus videos are waiting for you right now. If you join Single You Academy today 
by November the 14th. Those videos go away if you join Single You Academy after November 14th. But right now, it's open enrollment. Join Single You Academy by visiting my website. That's single-u.com slash join. So I'm going to put that in the show notes because I know that was a lot. But it's single with the hyphen u.com slash backslash join. Well, you know what? If you want to make it super easy, hit me up on Instagram right now. Just slide into my DMs and I'll send you the link. You just make sure you do it before November the 14th so you can get those three bonus videos. My Instagram is just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. I'll see you in Single You Academy. Thank you for listening to my podcast and I'll see you next week.